0: Welcome to Grace Church. <laughs> I, uh, I have no words after such an interesting video, uh, other than I think it's hilarious that that man who has such a large beard carries such a little pink pig around, and, uh, but other than that I have no words. But welcome to Grace Church. It's so good to be with you today. Uh, I want to welcome those who are watching online and those that are watching with us uh, in the venue or those that are watching in the cafe. Uh, My name is Russell. I'm one of the pastors here. And it is great to be with you today. Our ushers, they have Bibles, pens, and message notes. And if you need one of those, you just slip up your hand. And they will place whatever you need in your hand. You could also access our message notes online at visitgracechurch.com visit gracechurch.com/ live or you can use our grace church app uh, as well now I have a question what I want you, I want to know what is so special about this this picture right here what is special about this picture right here and uh, I know I know I'm special and I'm in the picture so you do know, we can get that one out of the way but uh, is it that I'm wearing? Is it that I'm wearing the wrong uh, sports team for, for, for this town? I don't know. Although I do love the Atlanta Braves. Uh, is it that my hair might be a little flat? Is it that, like, why is my hand just, like, sitting there awkwardly like this? Like, it looks like I should be holding something. But what if I told you? What if I told you that I actually was holding something, but you just can't see it? And the only way that you'd be able to see it is if you pulled out your phone And you turned it on, and you opened up a very special app called Pokemon Go, and you turned it on so that you could see that I was holding a Venomoth right there in my hand. I don't know, how many of you are Pokemon Goers, if if you wouldn't mind putting your hand have Any Pokemon Goers in in the room? Yes, it's okay, it's okay, be proud about it. I mean, be proud about it. I think I have, I'm a level six right now, and I only play like once a week, and I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. Now, I know, Now if, you, if, you, uh, if you're like, what is this, this silly game about? Like, this is just silly, right? Um, now, there's 30 million people in the world, there's probably more than that, but as of yesterday that I, that I know of, 30 million people in the United States that are playing this game, Pokemon Go, of those 30 million people... They play on average 43 minutes a day. 43 minutes a day of walking around looking for Pokemon. Or if you're like me, it sits on my desk until my phone vibrates and then I catch them at my desk. Uh, Or uh, 43 minutes a day of coming to Grace Church's Grace Church sign so that you can get new Pokeballs so that you can catch more Pokemon. Or going to the park... So that you can duel with your friends at a gym. Now this this game is taking over, and like people are getting hurt. There were two guys in California who walked off a cliff. They walked off a cliff to try to catch Pokemon. There was a rare Pokemon. They I don't even know if it was rare actually. They they hopped a fence that they shouldn't have gone past, and they walked straight off the cliff. One fell fifty feet. The other fell hundred feet. Isn't that crazy? They almost died to catch a Pokemon on a fake game on their phone but why are people so excited about this like why are people just getting so pumped about this game and I think it's for a couple reasons one is they're a part of something bigger than themselves like there are 30 million people in the United States alone that are excited about this game like I, I can be a part of something I can be a part of a a movement. Now, I don't know if that would be my first choice of a movement, but they're a part of something, right? The other thing, too, is, is that this app allows you to see a world. It allows you to see a world that you, you, you couldn't see without it, right? Like, without the app, I can't find the Pokemon that are in this room. And that when I do find them, I can see them in the real world. It opens our eyes to, to a world out there that, was, that, that we hadn't had before, and so why are we talking about this today? Why are we talking about this app that for some of you, it enrages you because you see kids that you're about to hit as you're driving down the street? It's because we're talking about spiritual sight today. We're talking about spiritual sight today, and in the same way that you need an app to see this new world that has been created, is that that that, 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 that we live in a world that that... that that we need Jesus to open our eyes so that we can see spiritually. We live in a world that, that if, we, if we have not put our faith in Jesus, then, 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 then we are going to be blinded to a whole world out there. But if we have put our faith in him, then he opens up our eyes and we can see and we have access to this world that we didn't even realize was there before. So would you pray with me and then we'll jump in. So Jesus, I pray today that you would reveal yourself to us. God, I pray for some that you would open up their eyes for the first time. And I pray for others, God. I pray that we would be aware that you have opened up our eyes for a reason. So Jesus, would you work today in us? Would you meet with us? God, you want to meet with every person here. You want to to say something to every person here. God, we hear you today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've been in a series over the past few weeks called When Pigs Fly. And it's a series about the miracles that happen in the book of John. There's eight miracles, miracles total, uh, including the resurrection as the last one. Uh, and today, uh, we're going to be looking at a miracle in John chapter 9, where Jesus heals this blind man. Now, why are we looking... Uh, at miracles, well, we've been asking two questions throughout this entire series. The, the first question is this: is Who is Jesus? Because miracles show us who Jesus is. And the second question that we've been asking is: What does Jesus do? Like, what does Jesus actually do in our lives? And uh, and, and so as we go through this service today, I'll be highlighting a few things that Jesus does along the way that you can write down. But we'll be in John chapter nine verse 1 today as we begin it says this now as Jesus passed by he saw a man who was blind from birth now as Jesus passed by he saw a man who was blind from birth and very quickly as we look uh, at, at this first verse we can make a few observations and we can reason a few things out as we look at this verse Uh, when it comes to blindness or people that are blind. The first one is this, is that blindness and darkness are synonymous when we look at it in scripture. Like if you are born blind, you are born into darkness. And in the same way, in the same vein, sight and light are also synonymous. That if you've been given sight... That you are able to see the light, you are in the light. And so as we talk today about uh, this man that, is, that was born blind who will eventually be healed, uh, I will be speaking and I'll be using sight and light and also blindness and darkness synony- synonymously. So I uh, don't want us to get confused. And the second observation that you can make as well is, is that physical blindness is a picture of spiritual blindness. Is that physical blindness is a picture of spiritual blindness. And so we see this man has been blind since birth. And if physical blindness is a picture of spiritual blindness, then we can, we can deduce this. Is that there are people in this world who are born spiritually blind. That there are people in this world who are born spiritually blind. And I would go as far to say as this, is that we all, every person that has ever lived on this earth, is born spiritually blind. We are born into darkness. We are born away from God. And the problem with that is this. If, if I'm physically blind, like if I'm born physically blind, I know that I can't see. And if you say, hey, I, I, I bet you don't realize that you're blind. No, I realize it every day when I wake up and I can't see. But, but there's people in this world, and, and I would say most of us, that, that, are, that are born spiritually blind, because we're all born spiritually blind, we don't recognize that we've been born into darkness. We, we've been born and we can't see. And so the disciples see this blind man also in verse 2, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind and so what the disciples do is they see this blind man and we don't know how close they are to this blind man we don't know the proximity that they're having this Jesus and his disciples are having this conversation they could be right next to him they could be an earshot away they could be across the street we don't know all we know is that they can see him and, uh, and they begin to have this conversation, and instead of, like, talking to the blind men and, like, getting to know them, because Jesus does miraculous things uh, in people's lives all the time, instead of actually engaging with them and caring for him, what they do is this, is they begin to have a phys- ph- philosophical conversation about his problem, and about that he has a problem. Hey, what's wrong with that dude? Hey, you see, you see that blind guy over there? Wh- like, why is he blind? Why is he messed up? It's like it's like the first time um, you see someone new. When I was a kid, like I would go to the grocery store with my mom, and I'd see someone that was different than me, and I would be like, "Hey, mom, what's wrong with them?" And my mom would be like, "Son, get over here!" and would pull my collar and pull me. We don't talk like that. And these disciples, like they're talking about this person, this man, like he's not a person, like but he's a problem. And so Jesus, in verse three, says answers them, and he says. Neither this man nor his parents sinned. So what he's doing is he's addressing uh, a belief of that day. The reason that your, your your son or daughter is born a certain way is because of the sin in your life. He's you saying, No, this isn't why, this isn't why they're born this way. But he was born that the works of God should be revealed in him. He was born so that the works of God, he was born blind, so that the works of God should be revealed with him. And so Jesus, he continues to reveal himself to us. And the reason, the reason this man was born blind is because God was going to use this blind man not only to show the blind man himself, he was going to show the world himself as well. And so this shows us a characteristic about who Jesus is, is that Jesus continues to reveal himself to us. He continues to reveal himself to us over and over and over again. And, and he uses the circumstances of our lives To reveal himself to us. Like God uses your life circumstances to reveal himself to you. Good or bad. Good or bad. He uses your life circumstances to reveal himself to you and to those around you. Like this guy, he was born blind. And and we don't know how old he is. All we know is later it talks about he's of age to answer for himself. So he could be 15, he could be 25, I don't know but all we know is he was blind for 15 years he was stuck in this blindness for 15 years and God waited until that day specifically to reveal himself in that way so that he would see Jesus and for me sometimes I try to run past my problems I don't know about you but like if like trouble comes or like a bad situation or a hard situation comes my first thought is I want out I just want to be done Jesus, come save me! Get me out of here right now! Please, 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 please. Jesus, do you hear me? Jesus, do you hear me? Jesus, do you hear me? Please, I just, I just want out. And sometimes I think this is that, that, that we want to run too quickly past our circumstances when Jesus wants to reveal something to us in this moment. What is Jesus trying to reveal to you right now? in your life, in the trouble, in in the blessing that you have? What is he trying to reveal to you right now? Because ultimately in this life, if you don't know this already, but Jesus truly is the prize. Like, Jesus truly is the prize. Like, it's not going to be your retirement or the amount of money you make or your perfect kids doing perfect things or even getting the promotion or power Or even catching all of the Pokemon in Pokemon Go, the prize is him, and the prize is knowing him. And so, how is Jesus trying to reveal Himself to you right now? And up until this point, Jesus hasn't had any conversation still with the blind man. There's no dialogue, and that sometimes feels like our our life is, "Hey, like I haven't heard from God in a long time, and like He doesn't know, He doesn't care, He has to be far away." But, but Jesus is about to do a miracle in this blind man. Jesus knew the blind man. Jesus saw the blind man. And he was about to engage in his life. And in the same thing, if you feel like Jesus is far away from you today, know this, as Jesus is near you, Jesus knows what you're going through, and Jesus is moving and is, is acting. Though you might not feel it, sense it, he is. So in verse 6, when he had said these things, he spat, Jesus spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Let's think about that for a second. Like, Jesus spat on the ground, all right? Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the one that we put our faith in and trust in, he spits. He's a man. Jesus was a man, and he spit. Now, I, I often wonder what kind of spitter do you think Jesus was? I mean, like, come on, let's think about this for a second. Like, What kind of technique did Jesus have as he was spitting? Like, is he a polite spitter? You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't want to spit too much, and he didn't want to offend anybody, so he just, you know, just a little spit. Excuse me. Just a little spit. Was he he just a polite spitter? Or, like, did he get after it? You know what I'm talking about? Like, did did he get after it? Like, he got all the good stuff in there. You know what I'm talking about? Like, he reared back and... (sighs) I don't, have any, I don't have anything, by the way, but, but he rears back and goes for it, right, and spits because he's trying to make a clay here, right, and he spits. Was Jesus more about accuracy, right? Like he, he like stood back and goes, I can spit 20 yards or 20 meters and just spit in perfect accuracy, little, little pellets of spit, and then picked it all up and then made the clay, or was he about volume, you know? Was there water there that day, and he just picked up some water, and he's just like, you know what? It's more. It's all about volume. And just spit on the ground. But all we know is this: is that he spit on the ground. Jesus, who was a man, and did this. And he and he moved the dirt and his spit around, and he and he made some clay. And he molded it, and we don't know what he molded it into. I mean, he could have molded into the shape of eyes because he's healing eyes. But what we know is that he molded this spit and this clay and he took it in his hand. Like this. And he molded it around and then he put it on this guy's eyes. And he blessed him, he anointed him. Now this, this seems odd to us, right? Like this, this was not the form of LASIK surgery 2,000 years ago, <laughs> okay? Like this is, not, this is not normal even for that day. But the picture of dirt and, 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 and in humanity, that, that, that rings a bell all the way back to Genesis, when God created. And Genesis chapter two verse seven it says this, "And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, out of the dirt of the ground." And so in this moment, we see something very clear about who Jesus is, is that Jesus is recreating this man's eyes. It's a picture of him recreating this man's eyes because Jesus is the recreator. Jesus is the recreator, and Jesus recreates in our lives. Jesus recreates things in our lives. He restores what was once lost. This is what he does. This is who he is. This is what he wants to do in our lives. This is what he wants to do in your life. And he said to him, go and wash off, this is verse 7, in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent, so he went and washed and came back seeing. So he put this dirt, this spit and dirt, which formed clay on the ground, or on his eyes. And he sent him away said, hey, go wash him this, this pool, the pool of the scent, And then when you come, you're going to be able to see. And so he saw. This guy came and he saw and his sight was restored. And this is what Jesus does to us as well is that when we put our faith in Jesus, he gives us this spiritual sight. Our eyes are open. He does a recreating work in our lives. And he sends us to this pool to wash us and makes us clean and makes us holy and set apart for him. And then he sends us out. He sends us to the pool of the sent because we are a community of people who have been sent out by God to make a difference in this world. Once Jesus opens your eyes, you're not to be blind anymore, but you are to be sent with a purpose. And so this blind man, he, 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 his eyes are open. And, and, and traditionally, like, you would have a spot, like you'd have a turf if you were a blind man, or maybe you were paralyzed along the way. It could be on the, along the, the way to the temple. It could be a, along the way to the market. We don't know. And, uh, and people would see you, and you'd probably have some regulars that would stop by and talk to you. And the people heard of this miracle that happened, and they didn't recognize the blind man. Like, he, Jesus impacted him so much that people didn't even know who he was anymore because, because Jesus had changed him. Because Jesus has changed him. Has Jesus changed you so much you become a different person has Jesus changed you so much that when people look at you you're just different like man you used to be mean you used to be angry and for some reason like the peace and love of God now resonates in your heart and you're different like you don't look the same anymore and 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 the blind man so he just kept telling his story He's like, no, it's me, it's me, it's me. And, and this is what he would say. He said, you know what, I don't, I don't know. I just met this guy named Jesus and he put some dirt and spit and clay on my eyes and I went and washed off. And this is what I know is that I was, I was blind and now I see. Like, like I, I don't know how it happened. I don't know. All I know is that I met this guy named Jesus. I met this guy named Jesus, right? And I was blind and now I see. And I can't explain it other than I was blind. And now I see. And so the friends are like, oh, that's awesome. But then the religious leaders, people that doubted Jesus, people that wanted to deny Jesus and his authority, and there's people that do this to us today, that they say, hey, you know, Jesus is a waste of time. Hey, following Jesus, Jesus really doesn't do a work in your life. And, and this blind man, he just goes, you know what, you know what? I, I don't know if Jesus is, I don't think Jesus is a sinner. I don't think he broke the law. All I know is this, is, hey, I, I, to you doubters, I was blind and you know I was all blind. I was blind. This is my spot. I was blind and now I see. And here's, here's the cool truth about that is that, that no one can refute the work of Jesus in your life. Like no one can refute the fact that he was blind and now he could see. And no one can refute the work of Jesus in your life. No one can refute the work of Jesus in your life. When Jesus works in your life, when he shines his light into your life and recreates the brokenness in your life and gives you something new and washes you and makes you clean and sets you apart and sends you out. like No one can refute that. No one can refute the, the, the joy that you have now that you didn't have before. No one can refute like the ability to love your enemies, to love people that are different than you, To love people that are hard to love because Jesus has loved you first. No one can refute the purpose and the calling that you have on your life because God has worked in your life and has has given you a mission field here in Kansas and all throughout the entire world. No one can refute the grace of God that has been extended to you. Even when you stumble, even when you fall, there is grace that God has given you through Jesus. No one can refute it has Jesus worked in your life? I mean has Jesus worked in your life like this where where you've been changed, you've been changed so much that you're a different person that you're a different person and this is the type of transformation that Jesus wants to have in your life and, and just so you know as a warning people will think that you're foolish like people thought he was foolish. They thought, I mean, like, the, the Pharisees, they'll end up kicking him out in a minute, but, but they thought he, he was crazy. Like, no, you're wrong. Like, it's just, they will. And, and the reason is, 1 Corinthians one eighteen warns us and says that, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Like, people that, people that are, are born in darkness, the message of Jesus is foolish. His saving grace is Foolish. So this this blind man though he just can't stop saying this though he can't stop sharing this story that hey I was I was once blind but now I see and so the religious leaders they get so frustrated that they do they cast him out they cast him out most likely they cast him out of the out of out of the temple and uh, and, and at this point he still hasn't had like a full conversation with Jesus other than Jesus just sent him in a direction saying hey I need you to go and wash off in the, the pool of the scent and then he, he saw. And uh, and and so he has this interaction with Jesus, where Jesus is basically saying, "Hey, like, yes, I healed you, but I am more than that. I'm also Lord. I'm the Messiah. I'm like, I'm the answer. I, I don't only open up your physical eyes. I also open up your spiritual eyes. And so, and 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 the way that Jesus does that is through us putting our faith in Him, for us believing in Him. And so, in John nine verse thirty eight. Uh, This is what the blind man said. Lord, I believe and I worship him. He put his trust and faith in Jesus. And then Jesus says to us what he's come to do in verse 39. For judgment I have come into this world that those who do not see may see, and that those who may see be made blind. So Jesus has come into this world to open our eyes. This is why he came. Jesus came into this world to open the eyes of those who are born into darkness who are born spiritually blind, and in this room, in this place, there are many people who, whose eyes have been opened by Jesus, like Jesus has opened up your eyes, you put your faith in him, and now you have spiritual sight, and I have a couple of encouragements for you, is if your eyes have been opened, like if Jesus has opened up your eyes, don't walk around like you can't see, If Jesus, if your eyes have been opened, don't walk around like you can't see. I I have 20-20 vision. Um, And I might, I don't know if this is true, but I might be one of the few people that wishes that I could have glasses. Uh, And I'm not kidding. Like, I have gone to the optometrist more than once, probably too many times, to see if my eyesight has gotten worse so that they could write me a prescription so that I could go get glasses. And, uh, and so I went a year, year or so ago, and uh, I went and I, I talked to the optometrist before. I said, hey, listen, I usually test 2020. By usually, I mean I always test 2020. And I, I really want glasses. I, I can't get glasses uh, if you don't write me a prescription because my friends will make fun of me too much if I, if, I, if I get glasses and I don't need them. And so I said, whatever you need to do, if it needs to be 2019, you can do this. Come on, let's do this. And uh, so she's like, "Okay, I'll try to trick you and do all these other things." So we get done with all the tests, and I walk up, and she walks back up to me, kind of slowly, reluctantly, and she goes, um, "Sir, um, I-, I tried everything, and um, you-, you have 20/20 vision." <laughs> and I was like, "It's <laughs> like no, but I want I want to wear glasses." And she uh, and I wish this was like when I was a child, like <laughs> ten years ago, uh, but this was like a year ago. So. Uh, but it's silly, it's silly, the thought, like, if a blind, if I told a blind man, hey, I really wish I had, I, I couldn't see. Like, that is foolish. That is silly. I, I mean, that's ridiculous. If you can see, then then, then don't act like you're blind. Like, wh- why would you do that? And and, and, and really, the people that kind of did that in our, in our narrative here is, is is the disciples, right? Like, the disciples, they, they've seen Jesus do amazing things, and at times they put trust and faith. And they're like, oh, you, you must be the Messiah. So, like, their eyes are opening up in, in this process, right? And they see the blind man. Like, he is blind. And instead of helping him, what they do is, is they have a philosophical conversation about the issues, about the problems of this world, about the problems with that individual, And unfortunately for us, is too often we talk too much about what's wrong with this world as opposed to being people who can see and go and do something about it. We need to stop talking. And we need to start doing. Because people look at us and they go, yeah, followers of Jesus, you know what they do? They they just kind of talk and complain a lot about, oh, what's up with that dude? Like, that dude's messed up. Or what's wrong with that situation? That's messed up. And let's get into the mess. And let's shine Jesus' light into it. The second one is this, is is that we need to let transformation happen in our lives. Uh, Sometimes, like, Jesus has opened up our eyes and we're really willing to help other people. uh, But when Jesus shows us or reveals something about our own lives that he wants to transform, uh, for me, I'm like, no, Jesus, that's off limits. You can't have that part of me. Nope, not that part. You can't have that piece. You can't have that piece. You can't have that piece. You can't have that piece of me. And, and for me, it's a really struggle between me and me and the Lord in those moments. And so for us is when God reveals to you something that he wants to recreate in you, let him. Let transformation happen. And let, let's go ahead and, 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 and know that, that his ways are not our ways. So it might seem odd the way that he goes about it. Like he might take some dirt and some spit and form some clay and put it over your eyes. Because he wants to recreate something new in you. He wants to transform you and make you more uh, like the one that you've been created to be like. And so, if he does, let him, let him put it on your face. Let him do it the way that he needs to. And the last one is this. Is that, that your scent. I love that he went and had to wash off in the pool of the scent. Uh, because we are a people of God that is sent by God to be a light in this world. I had a friend in high school, and uh, I-, I marched in the band in high school. And, uh, and and he also marched in the band, but he was blind. And, uh, and he marched our entire show. Like, they didn't write special parts for him or anything like that. Like, he did the entire show, so 70 or so moves, and he was blind. He played everything, and... And probably was the best player when I was a freshman in high school. and uh, and But he couldn't do it alone. And what he had, though, is he had someone that was, would walk behind him and they would tap on his shoulder. Over and over again. And what they were tapping was the tempo. Hey, this is how fast we're playing right now. This is how fast we're playing right now. And any time that he needed to move left or right or at a diagonal or backwards, they would have motions to say, hey, this is the way to go. A little tap, and maybe a tap this way or a nudge this way. Or it could be speaking truth and say, hey, you need to go back, whatever else it might be, over and over and over again. And this is what we do, is that as believers, hey, we get to, hey, hey, this is the way. Hey, hey, go this way. Hey, go this way. Hey, go this way. Hey, go back. Hey, go forward. Hey, no, I wouldn't go. That's not, that's not a safe place. We get to encourage the world around us, those that are spiritually blind, because we can see, now, it doesn't say, hey, we take our Bibles and we smack people over the face with it. You know what I'm saying? It's not that. It's an encouraging nudge. And, and here's, here's, here's the cool thing, too, is in that story, you know, Jesus tells, Jesus tells uh, the blind man to go wash off in the pool of the sense, right? So he, someone had to lead him to that pool. Someone had to lead him to that pool. And, And this is if if Jesus has opened up your eyes. If Jesus has opened up your eyes, and we get to lead people to the pool, the one that makes sets us apart, the one that washes us and makes us clean, the one that recreates us, the one that's done all of those things for you. We get to help out. This is what we do. Now there's some of you here today that might be asking the same question that the Pharisees asked. That they asked in in John nine forty, and this is what they said. They said, Hey, are we blind also? Are we blind also? Like, hey, Russell, are you saying I'm blind? Are you saying I'm blind? My, I think I can see perfectly. I know where I'm going. I know my future. I know everything. I'm, I'm, I'm set up. I'm good. And I would say to this, is unless you have put your faith in Jesus, then you are still spiritually blind. That you, are, you were born into spiritual darkness like all of us were. And that moment that we put our faith and trust in Jesus, He opens up our eyes. And so you don't have to stay spiritually blind, but it is the only way for Him to open up your eyes. Would you pray with me? So Jesus, I I pray for those right now that are asking that question, Hey, am am I spiritually blind? Am I spiritually blind? And right now, God, I pray that you would reveal that question to them right now, that you would just say that they would know in their hearts right now if they, yes or no, if they are spiritually blind. And if, if that's you today, maybe you're saying, hey, I, I want to see. Like, I, I, I believe, I, I realize that I don't want to be spiritually blind anymore. I want Jesus to reveal himself to me. I want him to open up my eyes. I want to be a light to this world. I want to help others. And right now, what I want you to do is I want you to put your faith in Jesus. I want to say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, open up my eyes. Jesus, come into my life and walk with me and guide me and show me the way. And if you're here right now and your eyes have been open a long time ago, but you're still living like you're blind, God, I pray right now that that we would no longer do that. I pray that we would confess to you that we've been sitting back and pointing fingers as opposed to getting into the mess of this world and helping people and leading people back to you. God, I pray that we would be a people that lives out that calling that you have sent us for a purpose. We are the people of the sent, we are sent by you and set apart by you to make a difference in this world. So, God, would you move through us? Would you use us? God, I pray that you would use us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, at this time, we're going to collect our Connect cards from every household. Uh, Each week, we collect uh, Connect cards for every household, and we give a donation for every Connect card we get to our ministry partner for that month. You can access that Connect card online at visitgracechurch.com slash live. Uh, or you can fill out a Connect card uh, in your seat back pocket as well. This month's Connect card partner is uh, a mission trip to North Africa that is happening in August, early August, uh, so a few weeks away. Uh, they're going to be partnering with a ministry uh, over there that's a uh, that reaches uh, less than three percent. They're in an area that is less than three percent Christian, and uh, and God is using uh, this this partner to reach people for. The gospel and to share Jesus uh, and so our team is going to go over there and encourage them and also to, to share Jesus with that region and so just by filling out a connect card you contribute uh, to blessing that ministry partner and also blessing that trip and also at this time we're going to take up our tithes and our offerings uh, and you can do that as well currently right now or you can do that at visitgracechurch.com slash give and uh, this is just another opportunity to show that you trust God with your life. Uh, we trust God with our families and our future, uh, and our jobs and our relationships. And uh, finances is just another opportunity to say, "Hey, Lord, you have you have you have control. Uh, I believe that you are able uh, to take care of me, and uh, I trust you with my life and even with my money." Uh, and so, let me pray for the tithes and these offerings. So, Lord, thank you so much for. Uh, this trip that's happening in a few weeks. God, I pray for that trip to North Africa. I pray that you would be with the team. I pray that you would use them uh, mightily, God, that you would have divine appointments all over North Africa for them uh, so that they can share the name of Jesus. I pray for these tithes and these offerings. Uh, God, I pray that we would be a people that trust you with all of our lives, God, not just some of our lives. And I pray that you would use these resources to proclaim your name and make your name known in Kansas City, in this world as well. We love you and praise you. It's in Jesus' name, amen.